0: If you're able to dance to the beat of your own drum in high school, that's like, that's a huge, that's a huge win in your personal development.
1: Hi, my name is Hubert so, and on behalf of Herrick's ECS, I welcome you to the third episode of our alumni podcast series. Even though we've been at home, physically distanced, and separated from most of our school community, the virtual world has left us plenty of room to stay connected, and we've had amazing conversations with Herrick's alumni. The featured alumna of this episode is Sarika Saxena, a member of the class of 2005 and a current civil rights attorney. Miss Saxena, I could give a long-winded introduction, but I know everyone listening would love to hear your introduction for themselves.
0: My name is Sarika Saxena. I'm a 2005 alum of Herrick. High. I am currently working at the New York State Department of Labor, and throughout my career as a lawyer, I've um, worked in immigrant rights, uh, previously working at a nonprofit um, representing um, immigrants who didn't have health care. I've worked on um, everything from individual cases um, to actually um, policy change in New York State.
1: Wow, that sounds like an amazing career. I think policy change and change in general are really relevant today. What kind of policy change did you work on?
0: The last biggest uh, policy change that I worked on was actually for um, people who are, I guess, considered DACA students. Um, So I don't know, you know, for folks who are listening, um, DACA is uh, short for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. So that's for people who um, came to the country um, when they were really young um, under six, eight, uh, under age 16, and um, you know they don't have papers, so they're considered undocumented. So, somebody who does not have immigration status. Um, this is actually a concept that I, I didn't really uh, understand very well. You know, I wasn't very familiar with immigration or immigration status um, at all. And I think in high school. that was not really something that you know anybody spoke about I mean you understood that you know your family came from another country um, and when I was growing up in Herrick we were very very diverse I'd imagine probably still um, in terms of uh, cultural backgrounds now immigration become a real hot topic so I'd imagine that maybe people know what you know DACA is and what it means to be undocumented and things like that but that was not something um, that was really talked about.
1: Herricks is definitely still diverse, and it's always good to learn more about the policies in place around us. But before you were involved in such a major policy change, you were a Herx student. Looking back, what was the start of high school like for you?
0: You know what's really crazy? Um, freshman year was actually when uh, the 9-11 attacks happened, oh. and oh. Um, so, you know, when, when I saw your question of like how has Herrick shaped your life it's in so many ways you know um, high school is when I became incredibly politicized and I under like I started to understand that that was a huge interest of mine Um, you know what is you know what is my identity how do I relate to the world Um, and yeah I think being a freshman in high school right when um, those attacks happened and being somebody who is South Asian um, in a very privileged neighborhood like Long Island I that's really where it started for me um you know just understanding all the different uh you know just all the different things that were just emerging at that time it was a very it was a very polarized time but in height like now I know that you know at as I've learned more about what was happening um, but I think in in our high school I just remember when the attacks happened like that afternoon we I, we were actually all in like I was in um, my social studies class uh, with with mr. Forziat um, other people who graduated with me um, I, I would imagine you probably don't know him he probably retired by the time uh, you came into the high school. He was so political and he was actually so critical of Long Island. Um, I remember in his class, he'd always say, you know, Long Island is just a bunch of bits. And he was just um, basically talking about how there's no industry in Long Island and, um, you know, we have such high taxes and sort of being like really critical about where we live and sort of showing us a mirror in terms of how much privilege is just within our um in our community and stuff like that. Um, so I was in his class that afternoon um, when the attacks happened, and um, he just put on the news. You know, we were just processing the news as a class. Now, when I look back, it was actually really, really awesome to be able to do that as a class and in a collective manner, um, because that was a, obviously can be a very isolating event. Um, So I think that was really,
1: and it was really helpful to me that day. Do you think your teachers really brought you out of that bubble? I had Mr. Lorge last year who really made me look from a perspective at Herrick's because I know I feel privileged here and he made me realize that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was one way. And then another thing um, that really helped me understand that was um, being a part of sports and when we would go to different, so I was a part of uh, the track and field team when I was um, at Herrick's and... When we would go to different, when we would go to meet that different schools, um, you'd really see the difference, you know, um, with just within Long Island.
1: With everything going on right now, I think we're definitely seeing that difference continue today. But Harris continues to celebrate its diversity, and I do feel privileged to learn about so many different cultures from my peers. Was it the same for you?
0: Another thing that I really loved at Harris was that we had Diversity Day. Um, I don't know if this is something that has continued but essentially i remember like every four years or something like that there would be diversity day where your entire schedule was not your usual classes and every single class was putting on something to explore diversity In did you do you guys have this
1: no i i don't know this that sounds really interesting i feel like i had this in elementary school but not in high yeah
0: school. so Yeah, so in in elementary school, we would do a lot of things about, you know, bringing your cultural food in, and, um, you know, I loved that, I loved trying different, it really, like, you know, when you think about that as a child, like, being able to experience so many different flavors and things like that is, you know, or having friends with, like, so many different backgrounds is really awesome. And having, like, an entire day that's just dedicated to thinking about different identities and um just the concept of diversity i think it was it was just such an awesome day i remember like i wrote this monologue um and again it's one of those moments where um a lot of the artistic um a lot of the artistic things that i would participate in actually ended up being like kind of like therapeutic in so many ways um yeah so my monologue was about how, like, my name is mispronounced and how I would, uh, you know, and these are things that I didn't even realize were bothering me. Um, but it was, it was just such an exciting thing. Um, you know, I wrote a monologue through Stack, and, an, and, a, and a person who was in the acting discipline acted it out. Um, and it was just really awesome from so many levels because the person who was acting it out was white. They never had the experiences that I did of growing up in like South Asian diaspora. So it was like such a huge moment, um, for another person to literally jump into my shoes to understand, you know, like to have to connect with, um, you know, this otherness and also, you know, what it's like to have to t- teach somebody your name. It gave me, um, A platform to explore my voice and I just remember how well people responded to that monologue Um, and I don't know it was just it was such a great moment that was that was another moment I think that really built my confidence you know I never had that experience um, at Herrick's of being bullied or any mean-spiritedness in high school I think middle school was really different (laughs) Um, but in high school I feel like there's just a, there was a lot of camaraderie that I was um, just, I always felt really lucky to be a part of that kind of an, uh, learning and growing environment.
1: I definitely feel lucky to be there too. I know you work in law and policy now, but you were in the writing disciplines of Stack in high school. How did that program impact you as a student and person?
0: I think what made Stack worth it was that there's really never been a time for me where I was just able to explore the arts in like such a significant portion of my day it really led to a lot of personal development it gave me a lot of confidence um that I did you know that I I think that was like a big thing in in high school Is like you're always doubting yourself and you're always you know you're just nothing really makes sense you're just sort of going going through this process um and a lot of people I'm sure are doubting themselves a lot and I think like you know activities that allow you to build confidence and obviously you have to figure out what it is for you but for me you know stack really gave me that kind of personal development and confidence in you know who i am and what i enjoy
1: that's really good to hear considering you're only in stack your senior year would you recommend students during the program early
0: i think it's more about being willing to do things that that you're interested in and just And just following your, like, whatever your path is. I think people who learn to dance to the beat of their own drum um, earlier in high school or, you know, if if you're able to dance to the beat of your own drum in high school, that's like, that's a huge, that's a huge win in your personal development.
1: (laughs) I like that a lot, dancing to the beat of my own drum. And I'm sure that dance becomes a little easier as you learn and experience more and more. Was there a particular experience that had a big impact on your life?
0: For me, the most impactful thing in college was not a class. It was actually um, a moment when I went and I volunteered with one of my friends. So um, one of my friends who I met in, in high school, who I kept in touch with when we were in college, she was going to school out in the city, and so she was volunteering. Um, in the community, and she I am working, um, actually, uh, with people to file immigration applications, and like I said to you, like, in high school, I didn't even really understand immigration um, at all, like, I just, I didn't understand that concept, um, and so when I, when I volunteered in, um, when I volunteered during college, so, like, one of the things that my college offered was that they would pair you with alumni. And um, if you were exploring a particular field, you can go and meet that alumni. And actually, this is a program that I'm a part of now um, where I'll be meeting with uh, a current student. And you know, I went to this woman's law firm. It was like a white shoe law firm out in Manhattan. And she took us out. Um, you know for lunch and I got to speak to a partner at her firm and you know other associates and I walked out of there and I was so bored I was like I don't know that I should pursue law like this is so boring these law firms are so boring they put the personalities of the law firm is so boring but then when I entered when then when I um, volunteered at this community you know event to Get people, um, you know, help people file their immigration applications. Actually, like a citizenship application. It was so interesting, and the attorneys that I met there were just like much more the kind of people that I'd want to hang around. And I was like, okay, I think like that's how it was really from it wasn't a class um, or anything like that. It was really from these kinds of volunteer and internship opportunities that I think were the most impactful in that sense.
1: I guess the connections you make in high school can have a big impact after all. And before we close, what advice do you have for a student who still hasn't found their passion?
0: For, you know, any student who is in high school right now who, you know, hasn't found their passion or their path yet, don't put too much pressure It's a long journey, you know. Um, When you're going through college and even if you don't know what you want to do when you're setting foot in college, you just have to make sure that while you were in high school, you really tried all the different things that you were interested in and never held back. Um, And when it comes to college, you wanna make sure that you're in a city or that you're in a school that's gonna allow you to explore many different paths and that you you are enterprising, that you go out and seek people and opportunities. because that's what's going to make the difference between somebody who just passively goes through, you know, college, um, and somebody who truly makes use of, you know, the good school that they've gone to, or even the average school that you that you might go to. You know, like it, there's no such thing as, you know, like average or whatever. Like it, these are definitely constructs out there in terms of, you know different worth that's put onto to different institutions, but at the, like I'm saying, at the end of the day, it's the person who's there and how they make use of the resources that are available to them.
1: Thank you so much. I think everyone serves the benefit from making the most of what's around them, and we are lucky at Herx to have all that we have. <laughs> and with that, our third episode comes to a close. From Miss Xena and her stories, I think we all learned that high school and all the opportunities it has to offer can make a big difference in our lives in ways we never saw coming. It's one of the first times where we can look at the bigger world around us and still find support in teachers and friends. And those teachers and friends can change our lives for the better. A big thank you again to Miss Xena for her time, and we hope that this episode, all the ones before it, and all the ones to come, continue to bring a piece of Herricks to you, wherever you go. Brought to you by Herricks X. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry.